The uh, Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Tuesday, March 29, 2016, to order. If the record showed that the meeting started four minutes after five. And uh, we, uh, we want to uh, proceed in great haste because Miss Councillor Ford needs to get to a more exciting session. <laughs> the uh, gravel pits on Shaftesbury Trail are having a hearing in the in the town of Berwyn. That's why I'm kind of surprised we actually have media here. I think they, I thought it'd be more exciting in Berwyn to see the fireworks happen there, but um, they might actually need some law back up there as well. <laughs> So uh, you should have in front of you an agenda, um, and um, so there uh, there are a couple of deletions I've gotten from administration. They basically would like to uh, take another week to uh, address the minutes from uh, March 7th regular meeting and the March 14th uh, meeting as well. Uh, the March 14th one, that's a regular meeting, but March the 7th is actually priorities and governance uh, meeting, correct? Yeah. And are there any other deletions that we can make? Or are there additions that we need to add? So there's a presentation that will be... Uh, moved to May 4th. Move, okay. So Mr. Dan DeBelt uh, wasn't able to attend. Right, he preferred to move it. Okay. Okay, uh, that's another deletion. Any additions to fill the gap? None? Okay, I'll take a motion to adopt the agenda as written. Or present, or yeah, as amended. Uh, you're making that motion? Uh, yes, Your Worship, I would uh, put a motion on the floor to adopt the uh, March 29th agenda with the two deletions. All in favor? passed unanimously um, so there are no public hearings I take it Mr. Parker I'm just looking for confirmation there are none your worship and uh, as we heard the presentation uh, has been postponed there are uh, are there any bylaws to be heard there are none your worship so that takes us to unfinished business um, the first one is the dry draft bylaw prepared by the RCMP for discussion regarding public order. And um, should I assume that Mr. Staff Sergeant Brent Myers will lead the discussion on this? Thank you very much uh, for having us here again. Uh, this is uh, pursuant to uh, previous discussions that we've had with uh, Mayor and Council in regards to uh, some of the issues downtown in the warmer months of the year, um, specifically with um, people drinking um, alcohol or alcoholic um, things, mouthwash, um, uh, drug use in parks where there's gaps um, but aside from that 
Um, Corporal Hughes was tasked with putting something together on behalf of the detachment, and um, I will ask him to walk us through it. Your Worship, Council Members, thank you for having us here this evening. Uh, I guess um, I just want to start by saying uh, I was given this opportunity to draft this up, and uh, it, it was more in response to, I think, some of the reactions for the initial attempt at some bylaws to uh, curb some of the issues we have in the summer months downtown. Uh, I think I was trying to draft this in a, in a way that it, it wasn't specifically targeting any certain community members, and it was something that can be used uh, a little more uh, as a scalpel than a hammer. And I believe that um, uh, with proper discretion used by uh, the members of the RCMP and any city bylaw officers, this could be an effective tool uh, for enforcement within the Town of Peace River. So I guess that it would be easiest for me to ask uh, if the council members and your worship have reviewed it, if you have any questions maybe to start with from the get-go and that might start the conversation moving. Council. So the, oh, pardon me. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's not to apply only to alcohol. It's uh, drugs being high or something of that sort. Uh, if the council member uh, was to go through here, uh, I actually have, uh, in the beginning here, if you look at page one of four, I guess I'll walk through this quickly and give a brief uh, synopsis here. Um, <clears throat> I look at uh, littering, actually, as an offense within the town of Peace River, and I talk about the disposal of certain dangerous things. <clears throat> uh, the next uh, part would be part two, which would be alcohol, and that would be um, talking about the unlawful consumption of alcohol, and this would uh, pertain to alcohol in a form that is not liquor, so you're not, not your average alcoholic beverages and beer uh, or spirits, but anything containing alcohol that's consumed by uh, persons that would want to consume it that can't afford beer or liquor. That would be hairspray, um, hand sanitizer, uh, Listerine, etc. And also talking about supplying that to another person as well. Also consuming alcohol um, in a place that's not a residence, a premises with a license to permit the consumption or a private place as defined by the regulation. And also talking about uh, public intoxication in that alcohol section. There's also a section there for part three, which is solicitation. So basically any type of uh, solicitation that would be uh, threatening or obstructing to anyone else in the town of Peace River also, um, it talks about solicitation in areas that might be um, hazardous to those who are soliciting. <clears throat> and that's under uh, permitted fundraising by charities. If you look that on page three of four at the top, um, <clears throat> section 11. Uh, the rest of it talks about uh, powers of arrest without warrant. Um, basically, I'm empowering either the bylaw officer or the RCMP to arrest that person committing the offense and also to release them on a charge. Also, the seizure of property that is in relation to that offense and some fines as well. Now, the fines stated in here are quite substantial, um, but they're basically just placeholders to be de decided upon by City Council and Your Worship. Um, my recommendation to Council would be Sometimes we set fines that are of a low number, 
and these numbers really aren't uh, cost effective uh, to a town who is enforcing it. So I'd say that the city council, the town council, should take in consideration what the actual cost would be for the enforcement of that bylaw. For example, if it's a dumping of hazardous or littering of hazardous objects, if it's a mass amount, how much is it costing the town to actually clean that up? That might actually be considered in the fine schedule itself. Or the repetition of the fence. I've also put in there for subsequent offenses of, by the same person for the same thing. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, yes, I did read it, and I, for the most part, understood it. Uh, what I didn't understand is number 16, corporation, where a corporation is convicted of an offense under section 1 and 2. And I, I guess I wasn't clear what section 1 and section 2 are, and what did you mean by a corporation? So um, that, would be any, that could be any company. Um, that is guilty of uh, section one and two is littering prohibited and disposal of certain dangerous things prohibited on the first so, page. Right. Um, okay. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to envision how you would actually enforce such a <laughs> such an action. Uh, so uh, it could be uh, your council, or uh, for example, a pharmacy downtown directs one of their employees to dump a thousand syringes in the alleyway that spill over and become a hazardous object uh, that would be under okay. section one right. or two. Now, okay, okay. Uh, now I understand what you're driving. Okay. And is the word corporation the right word or is it small business or is this a, I, I'm just asking somebody, the example you just used, somebody might say, well, I'm a, I'm not a corporation. I'm a, I, I'm a limited partnership, so it doesn't apply. Is, is corporation the right word, I guess? And uh, uh, I, uh, In my draft here, I just utilized the word corporation. Right. Obviously, city council and, and, uh, and, and the mayor can make any changes that they see fit or pass this by your own legal department and see what other wording they might want to address in this to make it more encompassing. Okay. So, or, and then finally, this doesn't connect to the selling of alcohol in any way either or, or does it does that, it? that's correct uh, because the alberta gaming liquor act uh, okay so by go would govern that okay all right i thank you i was trying not to be too duplicitous in uh the creation of the bylaw for acts that are already in place we're trying local. to be too which uh, <laughs> uh, duplicitous i try not to repeat i'm not trying not to repeat or so, somebody somebody graduated from solicitor general's college at the head of his class <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, um, recreate the wheel in, in the way of the criminal code already, already has areas to enforce things, and so does certain provincial statutes and legislation. So um, I really wanted to um, try and make it something that was um, going to be useful to the town, but yet not, and also in areas that there are enforcement bodies to cover certain things, but we might want to look for a lesser fine. Um, so that way it allows that officer to have discretion. Yeah, you didn't want to be redundant. So, any other questions? Well, I don't have any question. I just thought it was excellent. I don't know whether you're trying to get on part time with the council to help write bylaws, but it, I thought you put everything together very well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, myself, I'd echo that. Uh, Corporal Hughes put a substantial amount of time into it, and 
I think it's reflected in it. I mean, obviously, uh, it's open to your um, review and changes. Um, perhaps you don't even agree with it any longer, but um, I do think he did a, a fantastic job in putting it together. Yeah. I guess the real question is not what we think. It's are the courts going to look at it and you guys that deal with that stuff. Obviously, it's written in such a manner you believe it's these conditions are enforceable. I mean, it's one thing to catch people actually littering or throw the stuff out there, but again, you don't want to lose it on a on a technicality or something. And it, to me, it seemed like it was well written, and, you know, specified pretty clear. Okay. So, is the title the right one? Public <coughs> order bylaw or public? Are you you're addressing more than just nuisances, though, right? That's your intent. Absolutely. And when you announced it, as we were coming up, I was like, I don't like that title. That's my own just today. Uh, previously, I hadn't thought that. But when you announced that, I was like, I'm not sure that's the right term. Well, we'll, we'll uh, do some diffuse thinking about what the title should be. Are we going to run this past council because the only question uh, the one thing that stuck out for me was I guess related to the fundraising because there's a lot of small groups in town that do fundraising that aren't necessarily standalone societies because of the cost associated with it I mean it's relatively minor in terms of the bylaw but I just wouldn't want to cause any unnecessary grief well I think we'll definitely have to define corporation in the uh, definition section so but uh, you meant, meant running it by legal counsel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I guess if we can just make a note to look at that section regarding the fundraising component, I just want to make sure that we're cautious there so we don't inadvertently cause anybody some issues that we didn't intend to. Your Worship, uh, that's something I think we would concur with. Uh, we don't want to see the bottle drives or ball diamond fundraising ceased. We are completely for that. And, and this, again, Your Worship, isn't uh, to say that everyone that would be um, soliciting in an area uh, is, is breaking the bylaw. Um, uh, the reason I, I put this in here would be to ensure that there's not uh, small persons uh, on, on roadways where the speed limit is higher. And that's just to ensure mostly their safety. And again, this is to be applied with discretion. It, just because it's on the books doesn't mean it necessarily always has to be used. Uh, this is something that if there's an outcry by the public, uh, you could refer back to this section for that. Fair enough. Um, Mr. Mayor, so in uh, the seizure section 19B, is B, are B and C really supposed to be the same sentence, or was there something missing from there? Yes, I believe that is a typo. Thank you for catching that. Well, do we pick those up? Like in some place you talk about a cooperation rather than corporation. I, I think that's in. You know, I sent an email to, to Leash to a couple other ones that I. The minor errors, but. Yeah, 17A should be corporation rather than cooperation. 
And again, I'm open to any suggestions. This is a, a draft for the consideration of council. Just one uh, one quick question. So, for instance, with the downturn of the economy, and uh, we're seeing a lot of lot of movement through town. Like I've I've seen it myself just this past weekend, where you get a gentleman or whoever it may be holding up a sign saying "broke, hungry," standing on the side of the road at the stop sign or alongside the highway. Is that meant? Is that a tool to help with that, or correct? How do you how do you foresee that type of issue? Um, I I'd say that you could um, enforce something under the solicitation portion. That's what it's there for, because uh, they're soliciting something using that sign. Um, now, again, that would be up to the discretion of the officer. Hopefully, that they would be able to handle that situation without being too having to rely on the bylaw. But this would be something if there is uh, several complaints from the community, we can act upon that. And it's not not like my comment's not meant to, to point at anybody like that. But you 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 see it now and then. Um, it's happening a little bit more, but it's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an issue, but. I guess to me, it's you know the average person or some someone just asking for a quarter. You know, they're in Nacus. I don't see that as an issue, but I've seen in Edmonton get some panhandlers get pretty aggressive and feel people. I've seen people feel things. You want to, you need a tool to be able to deal with that. But it's only if it becomes really a problem that you, you would even ask the RCMPD and become involved. That's the word discretion, I guess. Yes. And some of these, uh, for council's consideration, um, really aren't applicable to the town at this point in time. We do not see a lot of abandonment of syringes or condoms or broken glass in public areas within the town of Peace River. But I think you have to have forethought in, with this bylaw that as the town hopefully does grow within the next uh, period of time or the oil booms back up, that we will have something at hand to be able to deal with that and not have to come back to council and make, make changes to the bylaw. Thank you very much. I did bring it up, but Councillor Sawchuk had the action item on it, so. Apologize for not bringing my notes. Um, I did take it <clears throat> to Lock Cardinal. I assumed Dan was going to be here tonight to speak to that, actually. So I, I didn't bring a lot of notes. Basically, uh, what happened at the meeting was um, I brought forward the um, discussion we had here as to... Uh, uh, checking into the impacts, I guess, that Shell's, any further activities by Shell and, and what that would impact the area and the region, the town specifically. Um, Lac Cardinal had, has already been working with uh, um, Northern Sunrise County 
to do exactly that. They've already prepared uh, some information on the impacts of the existing closures, and we're expanding that. Uh, there was a motion at the meeting to expand that a little farther to take into account some of the more social aspects as well as uh, just job loss and specific numbers. So um, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that they are already taking that on. Uh, the sense around the table was that we probably didn't need to um, have a specific other project to, to address that. Uh, we can certainly input into what they're doing already. If we have any specific questions or concerns or areas that we want them to look at that they aren't already. Um, so again, I was um, under the impression Dan was going to be here tonight, but I guess he couldn't make it. So, <coughs> that's quite a ways away. Okay. Well, then uh, they are, and he did have some stats that he gave me, and like I say, I didn't even bring them tonight because I was pretty sure he was going to have all that stuff. So. Um, Again, that's kind of my fault, I guess. But uh, they did have some numbers around uh, um, uh, people that have lost jobs, uh, businesses that were related to the actual closure out there and the businesses and stuff uh, that are still working. I think even there's been some more layoffs recently, even after our discussion, So, from what I've heard. So... <clears throat> Again, they were they were compiling all that data. The other discussion we did have was, um, again, what are we going to use that information for? Who do we present it to? Um, and again, I think the idea was that it would become a lobby tool for us in dealing more with uh, provincial government and some agencies rather than taking it back to the companies themselves. I think there wouldn't be a lot of... Um, value in that so that was kind of the direction they're looking at <clears throat> but like I say they are dealing with um, um, Northern Sunrise County with their development officers and economic development guys to to put together that report so okay did they give a timeline uh, I don't think so. I thought they wanted it sooner than later, but uh, I don't recall whether he said, yeah, I, I apologize, don't have that answer. Okay, and Lat Cardinal just took the lead on that, or did somebody ask them <coughs> to do it? I think it was kind of in conjunction with uh, um, Northern Sunrise. <coughs> They've been working together on a few things, and I think that this was one that they thought they could coordinate with. Okay. So it's not going to cost us anything if Lac Cardinal continues on the way they're doing it. They again they considered it a project that they already had undertaken. So again if we want to input to it or <clears throat> ask them, um, give them some direction on what we would want to see that maybe they're not covering. But um, they didn't seem to think that there would be any cost to the Town of Peace River. Will everybody get a copy of it, or will it be, like, 
Because I guess that would be my only other question is making sure we have access to the report once it's finalized. Um, I suspect that the members of the group themselves and the local municipalities around would also be given a copy. drop in the price of oil from $100 a barrel to $40 a barrel. I think, I think the focus originally, it was uh, not only Shell Carmen Creek, but also Shell's other operations. And I think they also expanded that into some of the other oil industry players um, stationed out east of here. Uh, that was the original focus. Like I say, the original numbers that they brought forward were from specifically from Shell. Um, but they were expanding the scope of that as well. Well, I suppose we'll wait to get the the rest of the story from Mr. DeBelt on May 4th. Well, I think we can probably get an interim report before that. Um, again, just the fact that he wasn't here tonight to answer some of the questions, we can I can get a more detailed report from him prior and um, bring it forward at our next meeting. Okay. So um, I don't know if anybody wants to make a motion on that to accept Mr. Sajak's report for information or to direct Mr. Sajak to, to, uh, to bring a further report at a future date or uh, just shall we just move on to the next item? Well, I, I want I want to make sure personally that this doesn't fall off the table. So I guess um, <clears throat> if, is this what they're supposed to be speaking to us on on May fourth? I, <clears throat> I that's not the only thing. That's one of the. But things. it's one of the things. It was definitely <clears throat> one of the uh, one of the points for sure. So I guess it would just be to to um, I guess ask administration to confirm with uh, Dan and company that this is an item that they'll be speaking to us on May fourth. So the Lack Cardinal Economic Development. Uh, board to speak on on uh, on the on the project that they've got related to this impacts assessment. Yes. Okay. Is May fourth a special meeting or something? No, sorry. May second. Apologies, May second. Okay. Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's motion. Uh, that takes us to new business. There's a request for decision regarding the garbage bin supply for the spring fall cleanup. Thank you very much, Your Worship um, and Council. Uh, every year we do the spring and fall cleanup and uh, we hire out uh, companies to supply bins. Uh, we put out to tender uh, and we received two companies that uh, responded. One was Waste Management and one was the Meston Group. Uh, engineering reviewed uh, the packages and uh, came upon the recommendation that uh, uh, basically it should be awarded to the Meston Group uh, as a low bidder with an estimated price of $26,150. So um, that's basically a recommendation from uh, Department of Engineering. So I, I just have a question about the chart in front of us. Um, so the Meston Group 
has their own bins, that's why the rental is not there, or like that's the only difference in their lines that, plus numbers, but. Yeah. That's, it. that's correct. Uh, Your Worship, I would be prepared to put a motion on the table to accept the recommendation of administration to award the supply of the garbage bins for the spring and fall cleanup to the Meston Group uh, at an estimated price of $26,150. Yeah, I'm wondering if we... So when is the spring and fall cleanup? In the spring and uh, fall. The spring, <laughs> yeah, sorry. The spring cleanup? <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, then you should have already held it. It's March, <laughs> past March 21st already. Yeah, I apologize, sir. It's late April. Yeah. So uh, is there time to run this by the Peace River Waste Management Company to determine if they have a preferred supplier based on efficiencies? Because they'll actually take, take the material. But... It's the same company that already applied for it, isn't it? Well, you have two companies, right? Yeah, we have two. So, like the waste management company, this that's different than what you're talking about, Mr. Mayor? Yeah. The issue might be is the actual tender itself. If the tender went out and said it was going to be based on price, mm -hmm. I don't know what the criteria is. We can't all of a sudden change it at that particular point mm -hmm. midstream. So, it, uh, if it said in the tender that uh, these are the parameters and then the, and it could be a higher cost too and that individual gets it but if the lower person gets it they uh, could have uh, a remedy to seek cause if uh, we veer from our tender process well so I guess I have to ask the question so you got a 2016 bin, bin dump at a 124.50 which um, I guess is relatively cheap compared to 140 but if the bins are half the size as the waste management bins is it well then the issue are there going to be twice as many bin dumps the issue before is as art talked about at one of our our board meetings for the peace river waste management corporation one of the companies was only bringing half the bin and so they charged less per dump but they had way more dumps and so that, that I think, is what uh, His Worship is concerned about. And I thought that was flagged with Sandy, but she probably wasn't involved with this. And so unless this contract goes, tender goes back to the last one, which, and those were addressed, because I think it was last spring that we had the issue, right? We had a discussion last spring. So, you know what? Um, it'd probably be advisable to put this on to the next council meeting, and I can get those answers. Would you uh, care to withdraw your motion until uh, next meeting or the next time this is presented? When does, is there a date that this decision needs to be made by in the tender package? I, you know, if there's an issue, we can call a special council meeting next week for this one item if there is a time-sensitive issue on it. But if not, it's only going to delay it by two weeks. So okay. I, and I can get that information because, uh, to be quite honest, I... How about this? How about how about we just table this one till the before the end of the meeting, and I might be able to get some of those answers right away. And if okay. not, then we can uh, refer to the next council meeting. Okay, then I'll withdraw my motion. Okay. Uh, so, would you make a motion to table 
this item until uh, uh, just sufficient information is yeah. is provided. I don't. I can't see you getting all the information needed by the end of this meeting. Well, I guess we could table it till our next council meeting, which would be April fourth. That's a P &G. oh, that's PNG. Oh, right. But if oh. we table it, doesn't it table till the administration brings it back to the, the, the table? Actually, table goes until the end of the meeting. And then if it's not dealt with at the meeting, then it dies. Um, referring refers it to another meeting. So if you want it to be referred to another meeting, you can refer it to either the P&G meeting or... But we can't make a decision at the P&G meeting. can't make a decision. But what we could do it's is you refer it back to council for, to bring back at an appropriate future date. And then what happens here is if we find tomorrow that all the information comes through and we need to call a special council meeting, we can do that just for one item. Okay. So during the P&G meeting, we could do it on the 4th, this one item only, or unless council wanted a few other items, but we have to advertise it at least 48 hours in advance, and we could do that. Okay. So, so refer it to a time... Administration for appropriate time to bring back... Um, with the following information. So now, the information you'd like me to get. I guess uh, we size were- Size of bins? Size of bins and frequency of- And frequency. And uh, I thought last year that uh, Meston corrected some of the things we're talking about, but I guess you will bring that back. The year prior, there was some issues, yeah. so it's not so much the size of the bin, it was the the manner in which the bin was loaded uh, as opposed to the waste management bin. In other words, there was a slot in the bin and you were limited to what you could put in. And if people jammed the slot up, he would take the bin and dump it. The other style of bin, if I remember right, is wide open so you can stack it as high as you want, compact it, and away you go. I think the Meston bin that I recall had a window or a slot, it would get jammed with a mattress, the rest of the bin would be open, the vendor would then pick the bin up and do a, do a run with it, when in fact the, the bin is largely empty except for the fact that the, the slot was jammed. But I'm not sure if that helps the CAO, but that was my understanding of some of the issues. Uh, I agree, and it does discuss here that the bins are dumped about a hundred times each cleanup, so it is, I don't know, I think you're right, I think this was addressed last spring, but if you want to verify just so that we don't end up with, sure, yeah. uh, just make sure our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed before awarding. And, and certainly the group at the Waste Management Group, Mr. Sawatsky, would be worth um, just having a short discussion with him as well, w without changing the terms of the bid. Yeah, yep. it's one thing to get our engineering staff who just put together a, yep. a bid package, but uh, people that deal with it on that have to actually deal with this rubbish, um, it would be good to get their uh, assessment. So that that's what I, one of the information items I'd like to see is Peace River Waste Management Company's assessment of the uh, bid. <coughs> Okay, so um, uh, Councillor Benke has a motion on the table to uh, to refer this to uh, to the next 
reg regular meeting of council, um, and it's actually referred to to staff to bring back at a future meeting. Okay, to refer to staff to refer to administration to bring back at a further meeting with uh, more information. All in favor? Passed. Uh, request for a decision regarding benefits for temporary and casual employees. This is health and dental. So um, what's been happening is during the, the last little while, uh, um, HR has been uh, uh, looking at our benefits package and um, what it is is uh, our booklet um, actually excludes some people. So we were looking at a program to actually offer to uh, some of our employees that wouldn't cost the town any funds at all. And so what we, um, but still be eligible for uh, the employees to get uh, certain benefits. And uh, it wouldn't be, uh, um, th there's a specific criteria they have to be temporary employees or returning seasonal employees. Um, our interns would be uh, uh, excluded. They'd have to work for the town for five months, and their hours have to be 30 hours or more. Um, the per and the individuals themselves would be paying for the benefits completely, so we wouldn't be putting in our share at all. They pay both sides. Um, and what this does is helps them, and it's only for health and dental. Um, so it's, it's just uh, it's a way to help them fit into a program that's uh, fairly reasonable, um, but still, uh, in the long run, doesn't uh, cost uh, any funds to the town. So I guess my question, bearing that it doesn't cost anything to the town, um, why would interns be excluded? Um, it, interns generally uh, are short-term uh, people. You can have other individuals that um, are working for 30 months that are casual, but you know you're going to be keeping them for a long period of time. Whereas an intern generally is, is with you for an uh, for uh, one year, possibly two. If you wanted to add interns, that's fine. That's not a problem. But yeah. but it's it was just HR came on out and and they were looking yeah. at that. So well, yeah. my opinion, interns they're under a contract likely for more than five months. So how come they wouldn't fit if they wanted to? I guess. And how do you know they start paying on day one or they start paying on five months and a day? No, they'd be start, uh, if you know some contracts um, you have for three months or four months and then all of a sudden you've extended it and you extended it. So then at that point, then they'd be eligible. Or if you're going to sign a contract that specifically says for six months, then you'd be eligible. So once they either hit that five-month mark or uh, if you've signed a contract, at that point, that it's five months or longer. So Usually, you don't do. Is it, is long. it at the five month mark, or is it at after you, you you're on the fifth month? You got thirty days because it's it's on the five month mark. Right. Yeah. Why, why five months? Most most people go six months or three months. Five months is a bit of an odd. <laughs> it, it was odd. I, I I don't understand, but I, yeah. Again, I think you got to look at your seasonal staff, right? Yeah. Like if you've got university students that are coming in whenever that is, May, and they run through to September, October, that's your five months, right? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I really had problems with this when I read this. To me, this is not a clear document. Exactly the question, are they are they getting billed from when they start? Or like you say, after the five months they start getting billed? And how many people does this include? Like, I mean, how many people of town it's, it's staff would this... It's about 10 people. Uh, on that are, are on either casual or uh, yep. temporary or... Correct, yeah. There, there's a, a few from the pool. There's a, a couple in the office. Um, yeah, it's uh, mainly the pool in the office. So that it would fall under the 30 hours a week for yep. five months. Yep. And they're going to get sent a bill every month, and they pay it when Fresh. they see the bill. Yep. What happens if... For some reason, the bill doesn't get set. Can they say, I didn't get billed, so I don't have to pay? What happens when they, you know, take it for three months, go out and get all their dental work done, and then quit? I mean, does our provider agree to this? Yeah, they say if you want to change it, you just have to change that definition to include it. And and are insurance providers good with short-term Pretty strange. Um, yeah, but, but you know what? Uh, what we could do is, if you want, I can refer this one to the next one. Uh, Stephanie is the one who did all the research on this one. I'd like, I'd like to have some sure. discussions with Definitely. her on how that works because yeah. I got some <laughs> some notes here. Sure, just no, no problem. If the rationale for five months is summer students. Well, then that goes back to uh, Deputy Mayor Mazur's question: Why are interns? Yeah, there is a the cost. There is an administrative cost. It looks like tracking that all the individuals pay, and then once they don't pay, they're cut off. <laughs> Basically, it says forever. They can't enroll again. So, and 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 that's kind of part of my question as to you know. So you say, okay, you didn't pay, you're cut off, and you cut them off. Do they have legal bounds to come back and say, well, you know, I didn't receive my notice, or how how do we know? that they're getting like, like the simple solution is simply delete the monthly notice and you just when you get your pay stub as we do make the deductions and then it's simple right, you, you, you get you get your pay stub mi minus your health benefits that you've agreed to pay and if you don't want to agree to pay them then that's right they're not deducted and you're not invoiced but that's not what it says either. I, I know that's I, I I know that, <laughs> and I think I think part of that part of that problem with that, uh, Councillor Needham, would be again, just the administration to add people into the existing system, take them off as they come and go, right? Yeah, I and maybe the uh, you know I don't know. I, yeah, I'm kind of guessing. I'm thinking that's an employee number and a click of a mouse and and a start date and an end date, but um, I, I I I can see. Risks of sending invoices to people, and we we will never. Yeah, I, I we're not going to get paid. It'd be easier for them just to pick up blue cross. Well, yeah, really. I mean, they're paying for it all anyway. I'm I'm not opposed to what's presented here. I'm just opposed to the manner in, the in which we're providing a benefit and the town's at risk and we're, we're not going to either either we pay for it or which is another discussion but I, I would I would like to just see the briefing note change so that it's an, an, a monthly deduction and 
and the employee, if I, I can suspect if I was a university student, I might look at it and find out my deductions are $100 a month, I would sooner take the cash and apply it to my tuition. Well, well, that, well you, you would use it for your beer and entertainment, Your Worship. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> so, my other comment would be um, the phrase, uh, returning seasonal employees. So, if they're returning, are they the same people? And therefore, are they not just uh, part-time uh, contract or part-time no, not seasonal. Are they not just part-time workers, period? Temporary part-time workers. Because if they're returning seasonal, do they have to apply for the job each year? So, I guess the other, the other question I have is, has this gone by the union at all? I mean, do, what do they have to say? They have their own um, standards. So, so they're, these they're are not union... Non-union employees. Yeah. Actually, that wouldn't make sense because the pool would be union. Would uh, I'm thinking they are. <laughs> but but most of the people who work at the pool aren't 30 hours. No. Like when my kids worked there, if that was one of their issues, they could never get 30 hours. So I, I'm not, I'm surprised that Chris said there were 10 people who would qualify because most of the That's, people at the pool yeah. will not qualify because there's university students that come back, they're only back for four months, so therefore they don't qualify. University students are probably covered under their parents' health and dental plan if they've got one. So again, so I, it's got to be a different group of employees that I was thinking <laughs> this would apply to. Way too many questions. Yeah, so sure, no, not a, a problem. To, uh, refer to refer this to a uh, GMP, GMP meeting to be discussed. For so, one want to make that motion. Mr. Sajak. So move. In favor of Mr. Sajak. Your Worship, I'm going to have to declare conflict of interest as our referring crew is uh, paid by this group. Good evening. Uh, Is this a pay increase for the refs involved in this? Uh, I didn't notice that in the documentation. Uh, <laughs> he's been held back. Um, this uh, request for decision is uh, to provide information regarding a request from the Pee Wee Football League um, to help them purchase additional equipment to accommodate the growth in their team. Um, the request is for $5,000, um, and I've provided three options for Council. Uh, the one which uh, administration um, s is recommending is that Council provided $1,000 to the Football League to assist them with their purchases. What are they going to purchase? Uh, they're looking at additional jerseys. Um, <coughs> What else was there? There's orders. Uh, they need more gear for covering the, the, excuse me, players. Such things as helmets, shoulder pads, girdles, socks, helmets. Won't be any 
liabilities for concussions for us over this planet? I'd put a motion on the table, Your Worship, to accept administration's recommendation and provide uh, a donation of $1,000 to the PV uh, Football League. All in favor? Sponsorship for the Peace River Aboriginal Hockey uh, application. Uh, this, this is to obviously go to the Aboriginal Hockey Tournament. Correct. It's for them to attend the provincials. Uh, they're requesting a thousand dollars to assist them um, to offset costs for attending the uh, tournament. Um, administration's uh, recommendation is to provide five hundred dollars to the uh, organization to help offset their costs. Okay. Any questions, uh, Mr. Schramm, on this application? On the grounds for mm, Your Worship, I would be prepared to put a motion on the table to accept administration's recommendation and provide $500 to the Peace River Aboriginal Hockey Club. All in favor? decision regarding the 2016 operating capital budget. Jeez, you're buried in the middle of the uh, <laughs> agenda here. That was my, <laughs> my colleague. Um, what I'm presenting this evening is the 2016 operating and capital budget. Uh, as you know, under the Municipal Government Act, each council has to adopt an operating and a capital budget uh, for the current fiscal year so they can operate. Um, I'd like to start off by thanking Council for their uh, targets they gave us to uh, work towards. And I'd uh, really like to thank the directors, the managers, for the hard work they put into uh, developing this year's budget in order to, to meet those targets. And uh, also to Mr. Parker for his, what I call, herding of the cats to make sure that we uh, got this document or these documents completed. Uh, Overall, the town will require an additional $375,000 in municipal tax revenue uh, to maintain the current level of, of programming. And basically, this works out to about $125,000 increase for operating and $250,000, uh, which is going to be for the dedicated reserve for the new arena. Uh, some of the highlights is uh, the budget was developed by all departments using a zero-base method. Uh, Programs and services will remain at their current levels. Um, airport revenue decreased substantially from 2015 due to Shell no longer using the airport. And starting in 2016, water waste water water is moving towards self-sustaining uh, self-sustaining department. And in order to achieve this, the budget uh, contains a 40 cent uh, per cubic meter. Uh, water rate increased from $4.03 to $4.43. 
Um, this money is used for capital repair, replacement, and operational. On the on the capital budget side, there has been a uh, couple of uh, additions since um, I printed off the document. Um, in order to be shovel ready in 2016, uh, hopefully for uh, government funding and stuff, uh, the public workshop budget has been increased from $100,000 to the $4.5 million in order to um, accommodate a new, a new shop. Uh, also, uh, I've put the transit uh, uh, project back in. I've taken that out, but it's, it's back in again. And also the other um, project that uh, has been added is the taxiway C overlay uh, up at the airport. They're going to be using the millings to refurbish that taxiway. So overall, um, it's a hold-the-line kind of budget, I feel. Uh, again, the department's worked very, very hard to, to be able to keep um, the increase as low as possible. And I would uh, s suggest that uh, the administration is re recommending the council adopt the 2016 operating and capital budgets as uh, summarized below, which is operating expenditures, uh, municipal operating expenditures of $20,999,670. Uh, capital expenditures with the additions is um, 18, uh, $18,648,389 for a total of, and I haven't done the math on that, but I'm looking at about uh, $39, uh, $39 million. Total capital component will be eighteen million six hundred and forty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-nine dollars. The uh, suggested press release has got that number in it. If uh, you want to look at it, I had a couple of questions. If, okay, so I'm sorry, you lost me with transit. You said you had taken it out and put it back in? Well, at one point uh, during the process, it had been sort of set aside um, during our, you know, when we were looking at what projects and funding. It was just sort of put to the bottom until decisions were made or we had come to what kind of program it was going to be. It wasn't included on the uh, summary that I gave to council as part of the request for decisions, so I, I've added that back on. But why? Okay, the, the reason why is it's in capital, and uh, the uh, we spoke to the MLA, and uh, of course this should have been discussed beforehand, so I didn't realize this is going to be put back in the budget, but the MLA would like us, would prefer for us to hang on and come up with a different solution in terms of spending those monies, but it's only capital dollars, i.e. at this point in time they'd prefer not to take it back. So, so, so I interpret that as not a bus, but find another appropriate use for funds that would be in line with the spirit of the, the funds that were granted. Is that a paraphrase? That, that would be a paraphrase. So this is capital expenses, not operating expenses? So you didn't Just adjust the operating related to transit? No. Well, what what is our... Wow, I kind of feel like I got... What is our commitment with that? 
we don't know. We have to spend it within so much time and what goes along with that. There, there's no commitment to spend it, but there is a desire for uh, for the from the provincial government to uh, for us to spend those dollars on on something that furthers transit. So what what staff will do is that they'll come up with a couple of other different plans that is within the operating budget. And if, pardon me, operating. Or uh, operating. So what will happen here is this is for capital, but say um, we decide we're purchasing a piece of the capital equipment, and we'll need to allocate some operating costs. We will come up with a plan that's within our current budget, so that dollars will not have to be increased. And if council agrees, then it's a proposal, and then. You know, uh, we don't have to give the money back, but if, if not, uh, and council doesn't agree, uh, any of the proposals, or if the province doesn't agree, that that's what they feel, we've at least given another kick at the camp. Okay. Um, sorry, I had one more. Um, well, I thought the other discussion we had was relating to try and find a way to utilize some of our MSI funds to help offset the additional 250 for the arena for this particular year. Thought we'd had a conversation about that at our last budget meeting, and I don't see that addressed here. No, that's that would just be a. Um, what I'll end up doing is putting a grant application in uh, to MSI for um, the arena project, and that two five hundred thousand dollars will be then allocated from that MSI when we start expending of the monies so it's there just it's not on our books it's on theirs until we start so I guess my question is is because we're still looking at a three 3.62% increase and I sort of thought that we were looking at trying to use some of our overflow grants reallocate some of our overflow grants so that we could use capital dollars to fund that that other 250 this year so that we could try and prevent a uh, tax increase this year. I thought that was a conversation we had had at our last budget meeting. Uh, well, that, that wasn't the impression I had was that uh, my impression was that we would use MSI. My understanding was we would use MSI because we need to bring it up to a million dollars. We already have half a million because the, uh, the population, the taxpayer has paid half a million. The uh, the discussion I understood and the understanding we came, I understood that we came to was it's a, a 0.25 of a mil increase to cover off this shortfall which will be put towards the arena and the other 200, which works out to about 250,000 and the other 250,000 will come out of MSI. Was that but is this this isn't a point two five mil increase though, because there's another increase of one hundred and twenty five thousand, so it's not a point two five mil increase. But the point two five was specifically for the arena. Well, I thought that was all that we were doing was a point two five mil increase. Am I completely out to lunch here? No. I I. I Recall the discussion. It was it was half of a mil, and it, we were going to make it up 
two fifty out of the tax base and two fifty out of MSI. Yeah. But I. I don't. I don't recall I don't, talking yeah, about a, a three point six two mil increase. I thought it was a two. If we. Okay. Yeah. I, point two five. Point two five. Yeah. Yeah. That was my understanding. So I what is it now? What is the mill increase? Well, it would be 0.375, roughly, I guess. If we're because ba we're basing it on round numbers originally, right? Like 0.25 would be 250,000. This one's showing us at 375, so 0.375. Well, I I think at one point we were up to 4.2 at one time. We were, and I think we worked pretty hard to get that down. Knowing yeah, so how everybody of, was. When, when do we need to uh, settle the budget? There's way too many questions to pass this budget today. We could take it next next meeting. Next meeting. Not a problem. Not a problem. I'll throw in that. Um, but yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. So what will happen is we need clear direction. Um, I was under the understanding, and I'm positive you were under the understanding that there was the hundred thousand dollars, and that was for the fire truck, the eighty thousand for the fire truck, the um, extra person that they were popping in, and okay. the um, for the hazmat equipment, and I believe gas respirators, and then there was the two hundred fifty thousand that was for the, the okay. for the arena. And that's when we went through that enhancement project, and that's what we agreed to. Okay, and so we there were these lists on the enhancements. That's side. that's what it was. So and we agreed to uh, paint paint the paint. fire hall with uh, extra volunteer time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, paint and materials. The um, uh, the other item was. Um, Part-time wages, casual casual shifts. Yeah, there was yeah. Uh, maintain a uh, fourth uh, ca uh, fire person on duty, and um, and eighty thousand to put away for the the vehicle, fire truck, fire truck vehicle. And then um, my notes have that um, we were going to have. Um, uh, 0.25 mil coming from MSI and increased by 0.25 mil. That's what I have. And the 0.25 would have been for the arena reserve. And, and that wouldn't that wouldn't cover any of the other enhancements. So then, if you had the 0.25 for the arena, the other little bit would cover the fire truck, the individual. Uh, the paint and, and all that kind of little things. That was my recollection. And, and, and yeah, that was what we were going on. And yeah, yeah. So I have another question. Do have we got the tax assessments? Or is that done yet? Or are we still waiting for that? The assessments are in. Um, I just haven't uh, done any. Ana haven't analyzed them yet. Uh, they are up uh, slightly, not a lot. Okay. And I'll get a final number on that. Um, for the next meeting. Okay, is there room? On, so for a 0.25 mil increase, is there, uh, so right now it's what, at 0.37? Is 
that? 0.375, yeah. 0.375. So the... Um, that's 0.125. Um, so we can we... Uh, Keep the mill the mill increase at 0.25 and take the additional 0.125 into the uh, the arena into the from MSI to buck up the arena and keep it at 0.25. Oh, if if that's the direction of council, we can do that. Um, that is not a problem. Just. Nope, that's, uh, yeah, if that's the direction of council. I, I came in here actually thinking that the increase was 0.25, and obviously some other people did as well. You're right. Uh, there, um, there were some enhancements that we agreed to, and I think those enhancements need to be done. I think part of the issue is I'm, I'm just recalling now, I think I ended up, I remember leaving in the middle of the, I had to leave that meeting early, and I remember leaving in the middle of the discussion on the gas masks. Perhaps there was further discussion after that, but yeah, it was definitely my understanding that we were trying to m minimize this to just the 0.25 mil increase, but. Well, I was here for the entire thing, so. So is, is, um, so you're saying that is doable? If the direction of council is to say take the rest of the money out from the MSI for the um, arena to s subsidize it so that we can eventually get that uh, it is doable that's the direct I believe we still have some extra left the issue will be is we are looking we didn't count on uh, doing the shop this year and that leaves a little bit of question because we looked at taking it out of the MSI right at this moment. However, there's a possibility of a partner coming in and subsidizing part of it because the amount of money for the shop, if especially if we add into the fire hall, um, there should be some contributing members uh, putting some funds in. But again, we have to get through our agreement too. So there's a lot of items that are up in the air right at this particular moment. But if that's the direction of okay, the council, well, we can do so. Well, the direction is only there if the money is there, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's no point in talking about direction or council if there's no money to be had in MSI. Uh, how much and is left in the MSI? Well, once uh, I put in the shop, I think there's about 150000 but we get an allocation in 2017. So once the application goes in for the arena and I allot the money, then I'll reduce next year's allocation by the appropriate amount. But we have 150 left in... I think it's around 150 for this year, depending on, um, like you were saying, other agreements and stuff. That's it. that's calculating the f the shop, the full amount for the shop. Correct. Because <clears throat> we had some debent. I thought we had had some discussions about some debenture amounts for the shop as well. We, we could do that also. Well, when you guys brought that to yep. us, you brought it with yep. debentures on that particular project. So we're, what you're trying to do is try and do it without necessarily debenturing it. Is okay. We're, we're trying to keep all the options open, but it, 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 yeah. So how's the airport figured in here? Like, this is ba this budget is based on the town operating the airport for the full year. Correct. Well, there isn't an agreement signed. 
We uh, do feel that uh, we have brought the other uh, partner, municipal partners to the table and uh, they will sign on. But it's uh, not a done deal at this point? Uh, people haven't put ink on it and uh, I don't want to frighten them off. Right. Do, do you have any idea, Alan, at all what the revenue from the assessments might shake out at? <clears throat> well, that depends on what we set the tax rate at, right? Basically... But even from... You said that there was a slight increase, so I'm assuming you have a number that you're working with right now? Yeah, I think it went up by $20 million, but I'm not sure. So what would that be at the current mill rate? Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to go down and look. I can't... don't remember what last year's mill rate was. I, mean, I, I realize it sounds like I'm splitting hairs right now, but... And I'm not sure what the dip breakdown between residential and uh, commercial is, too, because that'll have an effect on on the um, how much revenue is generated from that increase in assessment. Because I think when we're trying to approve this budget, knowing what revenues we're actually dealing with is, is critical, especially, I mean, right now, where we're trying really, really hard to keep these mill rates down because we're hearing... You know, every day about layoffs and businesses closing, and you know, I think we just need to be really careful about what we're doing here. And I don't want to set a mill rate at an increase if we don't have to necessarily set it where we're setting it. Actually, what we're doing tonight is we're setting how much money we should get, how much we need to get from the taxpayers. So, if their assessments went up, the amount of money that we get from them is still the same amount of money. It's their mill rates actually might go down. And the reason the mill rate might go down is because the value of their home went up. And we still only need $10 million, basically. You know, so um, so we're, not we're not changing the mill rate tonight? Not changing the mill rate tonight. We're just saying this is how much money we want. Need. We're, we're approving this amount of money. We're saying this is, this is the expenditures. This is the revenues, basically. And this is how much money we're going to have to tax the residents. But that, that's what I'm saying is, is we don't know that because we're not dealing with revenue. We're not dealing with all of the revenues here. If, if you say this is how much you're going to tax the, the, the residents, it really doesn't matter what the assessments are. Because no, but I'm saying you don't know what the shortfall is is because you don't know what your actual revenue number is versus your expenses. We do. Well, Alan just said we don't because we don't know. Assess, assess, uh, the change, the revenues from the increase in assessment I don't know because I have to break it down between residential and non-residential. But like uh, Mr. Parker said, um, the tax rate will be adjusted according to the assessments to generate the, the amount of revenue that we need. Okay, maybe I'm missing something, but I'm, I guess what I'm sitting here and is saying, if, this, if the mill rate stayed the same, let's say we didn't touch the mill rate, and you dealt with the assessment number that you have right now, what's our shortfall? We, if, with the assessments that... With the assessment that you've got right now, based on the mill rate that we currently had for 2015, what is our shortfall? We'd have a surplus. So then I don't understand. Because the, and that's, um, you set your tax rate to generate the, rev the revenue that you need to operate. Right. Right? So if, our, if we needed to generate the same amount of taxes as last year, and the assessments have all gone up, the tax rate will go down. So it's, it's 
not so much the tax rate as how much revenue you need to generate. I understand that. So we're not, I mean, it is $125,000 more operating-wise than last year. So that probably will be picked up in the additional assessment. I just don't know which categories it will be coming from. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it is confusing. Think of it like this. You have a a hot dog that's worth one dollar. So if the Canadian dollar Canadian dollar is worth seventy cents, it's gonna cost you what a dollar thirty to get it approximately, American. But if your Canadian dollar increases, hence your assessment increases, you're still paying that American dollar, but your Canadian dollar is now one dollar. So your house values have gone up. But I, don't, I don't dispute that at all, yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is I want to know what this revenue number would be based on the assessment that Alan has, based on the mill rate that we're yeah. currently having. Okay. That's and what that, I want to know is give us more what's money. our shortfall. Yeah, that'll actually give us more money. Yeah. If we use the current mill rate... On a, on a oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you, current, you're saying the very current... The yeah, the current one that we're using in 2015. The 2015, okay, yeah. that. And we... In, and we in, and the assessments go up, we will generate more revenue. Okay. Right? So yeah. So we're actually talking about a mill rate reduction then? Could you? In, in, honestly. Still going to raise the same amount of money. Yes, yeah. but we're still raising the same amount of money. But the mill rate will go down. And that's that's the problem with comparing mill rates um, because it's a, it's a function of assessments. So you can't really have one, can't discuss one without the other one. Um, I mean... You take different communities, people say, well, how come, you know, our mill rate's so high, you know, and Peace Rivers are so low. You have to take into account, one, the revenues that they need to generate and their assessments. So it's a function process. Okay. Well, the Canadian American dollar is probably a good analogy, but... Um, yeah. You know, I'm actually wondering if you got if administration wouldn't feel more comfortable if there's another. Well, when's the the next April fourth, which I won't be here? Is that a regular meeting in council or is it a GMP? And the, when's the next regular meeting? So is that uncomfortably too? Is that uncomfortably far? That's that's totally up to council. Well, I, I know I mean, you guys like yeah. to say this. Is I mean, I, li I like to I like to see it passed as soon as possible. Well, there are quite a few questions today, and and uh, um, and we ran into them today. And um, uh, I would have liked to talk about the. I would have liked to have talked about the transit capital before it it actually showed up for people to. Because that was a private conversation uh, with the MLA, and it's not something I'd like to talk about in public. So, um, you know, um, it's it's uh, we need to get uh, uh, s some council members on side here, and uh, some of these questions that were raised. Um, and there's also some notes out there that people jotted down notes, 0.25 of a mill from tax increase and 0.25 mill equivalent from MSI. And the, uh, 
the town shop and if there's enough funds there. Like, uh, there's no point in us giving you direction if there's no funds there for the town shop. But I certainly want to, uh, and I know I won't be here on April 4th, but we want people to uh, get back to or put people back to work. We feel that's one of, our, one of the things that we can do, even as a municipal council. And the town shop will be uh, an important part of that that piece, and it also uh, clears clears the road for a uh, for the for a second bridge to go across the river. And I'm guardedly optimistic that the uh, provincial funding and the provincial budget will will uh, deliver on that, and that means uh, 250. Uh, direct jobs per year in this community for the next four years. So um, those those items need to be stitched together in a nice, neat, orderly, cogent, logical package. Um, um, so I would I I would prefer if somebody were to uh, uh, put uh, put on a motion to refer the 2016 budget um, to the next regular meeting of council. Well, I had all the questions. <laughs> I think I'm probably stalling this, so I'm more than happy to put that motion on the table. Okay. Um, all in favor of Ms. Benke's motion? Any nays? Okay. So we have another request for decision, Northwest Alberta Emergency Resource Agreement, and I believe Mr. Harris will speak to this item. <coughs> And we we welcome Director Harris. So, Your Worship and Council, um, the Northwest Northwest Alberta Emergency Resource Agreement. I believe you had it in your packages. Uh, basically, this is an agreement that uh, came out of last year the wildfires that um, impacted high level or the threat of the fires uh, impacting the town. Um, basically, high-level called-in resources from all over northwestern Alberta. Um, and then afterwards, they kind of looked at uh, what agreements they had in place, how much they were going to pay those resources coming in. So out of that, they kind of got together, and uh, the f sort of fire chiefs in the northwest region developed this agreement. Uh, so it's similar to... Uh, mutual aid agreements that uh, municip uh, municipalities have with um, surrounding neighbors. We have one in this region for our immediate uh, neighbors. And this this agreement is not doesn't supersede that one. Our, our existing agreement will supersede that on a local level. The purpose of an agreement like this is if you're calling in resources from a lot further afield where you don't already have those agreements in place. Um, so within the agreement, it identifies uh, rates, um, fees to be charged for types of equipment and personnel, 
that are responding, um, and also some delegations of authority, um, as happened with high level, uh, because they were busy dealing with the incident, they actually um, got another municipality, actually was the Peace River chief at the time, to um, source those other resources and, and bring those on board. So the, the, the agreement kind of outlines the delegation of that authority if you're ordering resources on behalf of another municipality. Um, so uh, there's, at the moment, 17 other municipalities in the whole Northwest region that are um, bringing this to, to their councils for approval. Um, and then we'll be hopefully sign on to the agreement. Uh, I know in the in the uh, RFD it talks about agreeing to the uh, agreement in principle. Um, actually, um, talking to to the chief of uh, high level, they're actually looking for the agreement to be approved um, and a resolution made to to that agreement. And then that uh, a letter of that agreement being sent to to the holder of the information and basically signing on to the agreement um, due to the there's the some haste in, in needing this to be done because of the current uh, conditions and possibilities for wildfires in the immediate future. Um, as it says, there's no actual current financial implication to this agreement. There would only be a financial implication. Uh, if an incident occurred where you needed to enact the agreement. And then the agreement does uh, lay down the, the fees that we could charge if we were supplying resources to another municipality, or vice versa, you give an idea of what the cost would be if we were calling in resources um, to our own incident. So, Tim, it doesn't really matter how many municipalities participate then, right? They would be locked in if, say, somebody wanted to join down the road once this is in place, they would agree to the existing charges, right? And yeah, correct. Because I, you know, I first one I looked at here was, uh, you know, Slave Lake. They're not on there, right? They have a rather poor history for fires. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm trying to figure out how the county of Lac-Saint-Anne is in northwest Alberta, but... I think it's um, it started off in Northwest Alberta. This um, this is another agreement that's this actually not doesn't occur elsewhere in the province, and it's being looked at by the rest of the province as a, as a good uh, agreement and procedure to go forward. Um, yeah, maybe resources from then would, would you know, maybe it's a very specialized resource that they might have that they may want to send. Um, but I think they, they see it as a good idea and I want to be a part of it too. I think, sorry, I think in in principle I like it. I just I had a question about some of the the rates and I just wasn't sure if I was understanding them properly. So I don't know what a type 1, type 3, type 6 is um, under Appendix B, um, number 10. But I'm just wondering... When you're saying, like, say, for example, type 1, you've got two engines, $350 an hour to a maximum of $4,200 a day, and then you've got type 6, which is seven engines at $200 an hour to a maximum of $2,400 a day. Can you explain what that is? So that's, it's, it's type 1 and 2 engines, type 3 to 5, 
um, uh, type six to oh, seven. That not, makes more sense. It's not seven <laughs> engines, yeah. Okay, because I'm looking at that going, I'm like, yeah. that pricing makes no sense to me. No, when you're so good. basically, the, the different types are laid down. It's a it's a common ICS incident command system. Okay. Way of identifying trucks and and the whole. So basically, type one and two are your structural firefighting trucks, like the, the engines that we have. When you get further down. Three to five, they're more the, the bush trucks, similar to we have, so a smaller unit, more accessible to wildland areas. All right. Um, the whole purpose of having this specific typing, and it's also mentioned, I think, in the RFD, is, is when a municipality is having a, a bad a fire or whatever, they just say, we need right. help, we need fire trucks. Right. Well, it's not very specific as what you need. Um, for the slave like fires, um, they had a lot of resources, but I mean, Calgary sent up umpteen number of ladder trucks. If you know what a ladder truck yeah. looks like, they were sending those to wildland fires. Which isn't going to work. Totally inappropriate. Right. Okay. So when you when you request resources, you say I need four type type five okay. trucks. I appreciate the clarification because I'm mm -hmm. looking at that going. Something's not adding up to me, yeah. but I get to ask the stupid questions because I don't know so, much about fire. So. And it's all you know the the ICS structures. I know we you know we've. Everyone is going to, and I think I don't know if council has had some training in it. Um, that's the way we can basically talk to each other and have the same terminology. Perfect. Cape looks um, good. They always bring up, you know, they say you want a water a water tanker, where you could get anything from a, a tender, um, what we think as a water truck, up to a, an air tanker. It's going to dump water. You have to be more specific what you want, and then. And also with the cost being laid out, so you know when you're ordering these what the likely cost is going to be. And they kind of came out with a maximum because the, the vehicles are going up there. And basically they're there for 24 hours a day, but they're maybe not being used for 24 hours a day. So that's why they're basically saying for a 12-hour period, you're going to be paid. You know, even if it's sitting, sitting there for another 12 hours, it's only paid for that time. Just to try and reduce the costs. Of having that resource. Or control them, at least. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect um, sense. I appreciate the clarification. And then it makes it very clear for, in the ICS structure, that planning guy and those finance guys, to be as the scenario goes on, they can look at the cost without having to go back to the municipality and say, what are you going to charge me for this? It's already laid down here. They know. You know, so if the emergency starts to wane, you, you can start getting rid of, you know, Demobilizing some of the expensive equipment, then reducing your costs. So, so I have a question about some time frame. So, other than January thirty-one of each year, updating everybody about equipment, I guess. It's are there any other dates? Like, should you want to withdraw for some reason? You just say well, I'm withdrawing. I believe it was in there. There was a, I think a six-month notice to withdraw. I think that was part of the agreement. Yeah, um, knowing the people that developed it, um, they're right up on board with this with this kind of thing. And then looking at the number of other municipalities that are, are fire departments that are taking it to their councils, um, it's a very good agreement. I know the issues a high level had with not having these agreements in place, but needing those resources right now. Um, that's not the time to be negotiating costs, so having this ahead of time, it's, it's that pre-planning, is that uh, looking forward. 
So are we being asked to still approve it in principle or we're we being asked to sign it or so if you actually uh, if you have the agreement in front of you I think uh, item 28 basically the very last uh, sentence there basically I'm asking to the council to provide an affirmation of document um, and a resolution made in council to adopt this agreement and that would be signed by um, those having authority to enter into agreements on behalf of the town. So, Mr. Mayor, does that mean we would move to uh, accept, we would move to adopt this agreement? Does that do it? I would just say uh, direct um, um, administration to enter into this agreement. So, Mr. Mayor, I'd be prepared to make that motion. So, we direct administration to enter into the agreement with the Northwest Alberta Emergency Resource. Enter into that agreement. Correct. And then once all other municipalities who had signed on, I'm not sure the exact date when he's going to sort of cut it off, but then we would then get a letter back saying all these uh, parties to the agreement. Is there anyone who wants to play the devil's advocate? Y yes, Your Worship. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I should have read this more carefully, but to play the devil's advocate, there's no commitment in here for a five-year capital plan to buy another quad or emergency no. trailer or ladder truck or hazmat something or paint a fire hall, right? That, that's... <laughs> That's not buried in the fine detail. Okay, and no, so sir, that's something I I'm just had done now. So. <laughs> um, there's also part of the agreement. There's no commitment for us if we get a request to to send resources. There's no commitment to send resources if we believe it, it would endanger our current town. So if, if we're under threat as well, then we're not going to be sending all our equipment away. Um, it's 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 just if we can, if we're able to, then this is how it would. And these are the agreed it. upon rates. Uh, yeah. Okay. I uh, I asked my question and was answered appropriately. Actually, was uh, fire uh, fire chief Bushy uh, was supposed to cooperate with the um, they were ESRD at the time uh, in terms of a plan to address urban uh, urban wildfires, basically in between that urban rural area fire. Um, basically come up with a plan, um, a readiness plan for that, and even a, a preparation plan that may involve taking uh, fuel out of susceptible areas, that sort of thing. I, um, and maybe we should get a motion on this, but 
I'd like you to come to council and maybe even with the whoever the ERSD ESRD replacement is and speak to that plan and the uh, and how how and given that we've had two or three years to to uh, think on it you know, whether we need to upgrade the plan and if we need any special asks of. Uh, the forestry department to uh, bulk up that plan, particularly given that it'll probably be another dry year this year. Is that doable? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm okay. Okay. Dig up the plan and see what what it was. So I'm going to make a motion so we can make sure that uh, administration has that on their to-do list. Uh, I can try it, Your Worship. Uh, Perhaps a motion to direct administration to uh, contact uh, the Alberta Wildland Fire uh, Group in town and uh, uh, come back uh, with a joint presentation talking about the uh, fire protection in the so-called wildland urban uh, fringe area of the town of Peace River. All in favor? Thanks. Um, then there is another one I think you're here for, the Conditional Grant Agreement, Fire Services and Emergency Preparedness Program Grant. Okay. So this was a grant that was applied for in September um, to the government in the Fire Services Emergency Preparedness Program. Uh, we had, the Fire Chief had applied for a grant of $10,000 for two Two items: one to run an ICS 400 course, and another one, uh, 5,000, to run a municipal disaster exercise. Um, the government um, made their allotments, and the town was uh, notified it would be um, receiving a grant of $5,000 to run the muni municipal disaster exercise. Um, so, this uh, request for decision is just to um, direct. Uh, the mayor and CAO to sign the agreement um, for the funds. Uh, Mr. Mayor, what, or if I could ask, what was the ICS 400 course? What is that? So that's the incident command structure. Um, as I was mentioning in the previous one, it's a more advanced course. So um, basically starts ICS 100, 200, 300, and 400. Um, the fire chief has been, over the past few years, training town staff to the higher levels, and it helps with running an NA disaster. Um, we'd still obviously like to run that course. We just have to look at how we fund it now. So, now this is a new way of doing. This is a new way of doing business uh, for incidents, uh, and I think a lot of those learnings came out of the California wildfires. Isn't that right? Yeah, originally in the in the seventies, the whole ICS system started and, from California. Uh, because uh, I guess in some of these fires, they were getting more resources than they needed, and in other cases, they were under resourced. And sometimes they would have lots of fire hoses, but no water and things like that. So uh, supposedly, yeah, they they looked at that a lot of large losses from the fires and they looked at what went wrong and they, they found they had enough resources. It was just the, the planning, the organization uh, between different uh, agencies that wasn't working. 
and so it developed out of that and it was adopted by forestry in Canada um, probably 20 years ago and then it's, it's now become in the last decade into the municipal fire departments and into every organization and it's it's, it's like I mentioned in the previous uh, discussion it's a way of different agencies working together talking together common terminology everything else so it works really well and also to handle sort of uh, situations provides a framework to handle situations that you may never have planned for or come across before and handle them effectively and efficiently yeah okay. yeah it was used in the slave lake fires and i i've done the training and never put it together until i went there and and it was being used there and they had multiple fire departments and everybody worked together and spoke the same language because they were using the ics system so okay. it was really good good to know so mr mayor i would put forth a motion that um the mayor and CAO signed the conditional grant agreement for 2015-16 fire services and emergency preparedness program. Okay, all in favor? Uh, just one question, Mr. Harris. So what will the municipal disaster exercise, uh, what will the scenario be this year? Uh, yet to be determined. <laughs> Surprise that we won't know what it is. Well, I I just ask because it seems like every time we get to run these municipal disaster exercises, it's always an aircraft uh, aircraft crashing at the airport. But maybe we could do I something different. I believe probably, it's the arena this year. There'll probably be a hillside at DMI. Okay. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be Johnny on the spot. I can set up the ICS for you. Okay. Mr. Mayor, can we take a two-minute break? Yeah. We are recessing as per the request of the Deputy Mayor. Uh, five, ten, fifteen minutes. She's two. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, let me get If he's down, yeah. Yeah. Mayor, I thought I should come say hi. Yeah, what's your full name again? Greg Town. Greg Town. Yes. Oh no, it's easy. 
Good. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So you found a place to stay and all that? I did. Or we finally uh, got into a place. Our possession showed up last night, and they finished unloading the truck today. So nothing broken. A uh, couple little things. Nothing irreplaceable. So that's good. Okay. That'll take us about half a year to unpack it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we brought our our whole house and then some. And you're from Nova Scotia, right? Uh, most recently, originally from Victoria. Oh. So this is so back towards home. Back home? It's Almost. back towards home for us, yeah. Good. But I got lots of relatives in the prairies. Oh, yeah. We're originally, family's originally from Saskatoon, so. Oh, okay. I got about three or four aunts and uncles there and cousins in Edmonton, yeah, so. This is good for us. Yeah, I'm originally from Winnipeg, so. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm pretty familiar with that sign. I'm running back to Saskatoon, but I guess. <laughs> I lived in Winnipeg for about eight months. Oh, yeah. North end up by Seven Oaks Hospital. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's not bad. I, I kind of liked Winnipeg when I was there. It was right when the jets were leaving. Oh, yeah. 95 or 94, so it was pretty distraught back then. Yeah. That's basically. Yeah, it's. It's hard to quantify the, uh, the advertising aspect of it. Oh, it's worth quite a bit of money. I think it is. Yeah. Civic Pride and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's pretty big. No, I look forward to working with you guys. Yeah, and likewise, Greg. Well, yes. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thank, thank, thank you. So I sign all that. I don't know if you have other stuff.
this one there's not a big audience for. Oh, there's never an audience. So 75 people in the We should stick something like the skate park on every agenda. Yeah. There was a whole crowd, I think. I can hear something in the background there. We actually made all those chairs full and then we just started going after one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, that one. Yes. I just remembered that. I forgot. We can take another five minutes. I don't think Tanya wants to get home tonight. Oh, me? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Uh, so, are you handling number eight as well, Mr. Harris? Uh, cell phone use policy personnel the only thing going through tonight, so yes, you are. <laughs> okay, so number eight, this is a request for decision regarding cell phone use by town employees. And Okay, um, what we have is we have a uh, cell phone policy. It's on page 74 of your agenda. 
um, it's <coughs> limited. And so what we're asking is uh, we also have a directive. And the directive, as you can see, is like two and a half, well, two and a quarter pages of, of things that you can and you can't do. So what we're asking is just to remove the the uh, uh, comments on the uh, cell phone use policy, basically, um, and uh, use the directive, uh, which is a little more uh, yeah, extensive. Let's just put it that way. And uh, th that's the basic thing. Yeah? So uh, Human Resources was looking at some of our policies, and we're supposed to be bringing so many policies each month. So this is one of the ones that uh, HR wanted to bring forward and and say, you don't need the policy, you can rescind it, or, or, or uh, basically uh, um, the removal of cell phone use policy, and, and then just we can use the uh, directive here. Just as long as the cell phone, cell phone policy isn't duplicitous, yeah. which was an incorrect use of that word, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so we're going to get rid of the policy and just use a directive? We'll keep the directive. Does correct. that make any difference to operations? Yeah, actually, what it does is the directive is, is a lot more, um, well, like I said, it's, um, well, it's just a, little, a lot more extensive as opposed to the but policy. A policy, um, a person can say, well, technically a policy kind of supersedes a directive. So therefore, if you don't have much in your policy, or if you, the terminology is slightly different, um, individual can go to the policy and say, hey, this is not conducive to your directive, and the directive is, uh, um, is really trying to be more specific, because when you find that you have some issues that are happening, you can just adjust it slightly with a, a directive as opposed to a policy. You're so, you, so you're recommending that we don't need a policy Correct. as long as we have a directive? Correct, and we'll always have a directive. And the directive's more easily amended? Amended, yep. So is this directive in place already? or this Yes, is it is. It's, okay. Yeah, it's in, and, and so it's kind of redundant, both of them, in a way. But you can see the two differences. There hasn't been a change to the directive. No. Okay, so no, not at all. the light use, medium use, heavy use, that's all already put it's in already play? In yeah. Uh, if you take a look, um, the last person who sold was Renee. I saw, yeah, I yeah, saw that. So, that was yeah. another question that I yeah, had. Was, yeah, oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So really, the only question is is whether or not we take it out of the HR per, the personnel policy. Correct. Okay. Yeah, out of the personnel policy. And there'll be some other changes coming from the HR policy that's coming along also, uh, slowly. But this is one of them. I guess my only question is it uses words like excessive charges and um, then uh, something about taxable benefit may be recorded so this has been working in the past there's been no question about what is excessive or whether or not the we actually what we did is we actually adjusted our, our cell phone plan so that we have um, actually a very good cell phone plan so it's kind of like a group plan my um, understanding the way that it works it works like this is that uh, if I don't use all my minutes some of my minutes can be used from the other person and same with data actually so the minutes is I think it's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
that pool. So we've had that in place for about six months now, and we've only had one user go over. It's not you, is it? Yeah, I guess that was my, the generalities was, was a question I had, but if it's already in place and working, like I just wondered who determines light usage, medium usage, heavy usage. Okay. At great personal risk, can I broaden the discussion? <laughs> this, this is a favorite hobby horse of mine that I chose not to bring up this year at budget time. And my question is the degree to which this directive applies to council. Um, Councillors not provided with any communication devices, nor are they compensated for their devices that they currently have. I always thought it made sense that part of our uh, remuneration um, consider a policy that's aligned with staff. So I'm going to assume that we are buying many phones, uh, and as I read through this, uh, it it's for the business of the, the community and it makes perfect sense, but why would the town not make available at the discretion of a counselor whether or not they choose to use a, a town cell phone or at least have a data plan? So I'm not opposed to what's in front of me in terms of uh, um, harmonizing or deleting one and going to one, but I guess my question is I would sure like to see the directive expanded to include uh, elected officials. So is there? Uh, so what are the bu budget implications of that, or do you need more time? Well, I, I, well, seeing that we blew the budget out of the water tonight, which I wasn't, you know, I I think the number is somewhere around four thousand dollars, but I, uh, that's just my cowboy logic as I look around the table, and um, I think if everybody was allowed, well, fifty dollars a month, there's seven of us. Uh, but you know, there's lots of people that may or may not choose to use it. I'm just saying that this this is this is like the benefit discussion. Uh, there are counselors around the table here that some take uh, benefits and some don't. So you may take a cell phone or you may not take a cell phone, depending on your circumstance. So I'm just saying that it. I'd like to see it as an option, and I'd like to see it in the directive. And yes, there would be a cost, uh, obviously. Mr. Dietrich, obviously you have uh, something you need to add to this discussion. If possible, I wanted to weigh in just because I'm the one who currently oversees the town's cell phone plan, so I do the purchasing. I don't do the actual paying of the bills that goes through our accounts person, but um, the way it works right now is it's very similar to your current cell phone plan, so depending on the device, the time of year, a whole bunch of other factors. Some of them are free. Um, some of them are $125 per device. The plans then run at about $55 a month for a data plan. Um, and the way that we've been doing it is the town buys the phone and assigns it to the position. And the position is the one that needs the phone, not the individual. So the phone would stay with the position regardless of who is in the, that position. So that we're not in a huge position where we're buying hundreds and hundreds of phones we can account for each one with each position and when we do go through a replacement process because these will need to be replaced in a couple of years we can do it a little bit more methodically so that would just be some considerations that we would want to bring into a policy along those lines right so a buyout uh, clause at the end or something like that possibly or uh, there's always a possibility of putting a policy in place that allows for us to purchase 
equipment um, like a phone, like a tablet or something for counselor's use, but it's a town-owned device, and then it would be returned at the end of a term or a buyout option or something along those lines. I, I didn't mean to drag the, the group into that discussion, but it, but certainly that's what you just described, Adam. That's common practice in many municipal uh, tables, uh, and that's, I guess, what I'm suggesting. And just when I saw the rewrite of this policy, to me, this just seemed like, as opposed to writing a new policy, if this could just be expanded to include, um, and you know, you can uh, assign it to uh, a counselor one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and uh, we come and we go, and those phones will come and go as well. So, you can add it to the budget. Okay, well, uh, we'll uh, do you. Uh, well, I, w I won't need one. I'll use my company's one. <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, the Alberta government folks probably won't need one, will they? I've got my own in yeah. the You won't I've already got two phones. I've got three. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a third one. I want another one. <laughs> and so we, we've had this discussion so before, Your Worship. There are two retired people at this table who don't aren't gamefully employed in the hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year bracket we're, we're we're down in the the one quarter of that amount so I'll speak for the two of us at the table so if you're looking for a budget number it's a, it's an awfully small number uh, okay. but again I'm just suggesting that the option be there uh, I go to counts our county events and uh, I see the mayor of Coal Lake and I had lunch with him and he carries three cell phones uh, one from the municipality of Coal Lake uh, one from uh, the fisheries department where he works and carries another one for his kids so uh, here's a guy with three cell phones so uh, I'm not suggesting I, that I'm just uh, just so that uh, administration can get their minds around the budget but then there's a budget for uh, what do they call it council or uh, legislative and perhaps it's we 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 use that budget to fund it without growing that budget. So somewhere along the line, uh, there'll be uh, whatever one less conference or or something like that to uh, address that, rather than than adding a whole. Uh, I'm comfortable leaving the topic with administration if, if it so, bubbles uh, up fine. If it so, do you want to make a uh, a motion, Mr. Needham, for uh, administration to uh, to investigate um, uh, extending the cell phone use policy to town no, directive or directive? But we could we can approve this directive tonight because you said it's easy well, to amend, right? And then you could bring it back to us. Don't have to approve it. It's just to approve taking it out of the no, HR. It's the removal of the cell phone use in the HR policy. Oh, okay. So that's what you're you're moving. So why don't we do that first, and then we'll uh, do the other. Uh, Your Worship, I'll make motion to uh, remove the cell phone uh, use section from the personnel policy. All in favor? Your Worship, I would put a motion on the floor to direct administration to investigate the possibility of including elected officials in the uh, uh, cell phone directive. All in favor? Okay, very good. As we plow our way through the agenda... 
We now come to a request for a decision letter to the Premier regarding NADC. And um, uh, you've drafted up a letter for uh, the Mayor to sign regarding the, uh, I guess, an initiative to move NADC out of Town of Peace River. Um, I think on your... Uh, when your briefing notice said 112 employees, but I think it's actually uh, 12. 12. 12. <laughs> the, yeah, and the letter says 12. Yeah, the letter says 12. So. I, just, I had one comment. I thought it was really good otherwise, but the last sentence, or the second last sentence of the letter, it says the loss of the office in Peace River would mean an additional 12 full-time well-paying positions from our community. I'm just thinking for clarification, maybe putting well-paying positions leaving our community. Yeah. That from should be leading, leaving. But otherwise, I thought I thought it was okay. was good. And has my support, anyways. Okay, so I, uh, Your Worship, I was okay with the uh, with the letter, but perhaps when you sign it, if you would personalize a little note to the executive director on the bottom that says, uh, perhaps you should come by the town office and give us a presentation as to what the NADC is up to these days. Um, I see the provincial government reviewing uh, the Rural Physician Action Plan. I see the provincial government reviewing the NADC. And I think there are another hundred organization, and I don't know how many more of these letters we're going to write, um, which is fine. But uh, I would certainly invite Janice uh, to come before us. And um, again, I'm not opposed to the letter, but perhaps she can give us an update as to uh, what they're up to these days. I don't know if there's enough white space to write, write that note. So maybe well, I, I will just simply put a motion, a motion on the floor to, afterwards. Maybe a motion to uh, direct administration to request NADC to uh, attend a council meeting, preferably in the next right. two months. And, and I would, I would, perhaps we can deal with a letter first and then I'll do that motion. I, um, we did have one of their staff come to one of the, I'm going to say MMSA meetings or one of the other ones and I would strongly suggest we don't do that. We want the executive director. We, we don't want their planning staff to show up. Okay, so a motion to, uh, to to authorize the mayor to sign off this, uh, or to have the mayor to uh, sign off a uh, a letter of support for the for uh, maintaining and keeping the North NADC in the town of Peace River. I'll make that motion. Okay. All in favor of Mr. Bruce's motion. Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the floor that we invite the executive director to uh, one of our uh, P&G meetings to give us a 10-minute update as to what the NADC is focused on in 2016. Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll give them 20 or 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so this is Ms. Janice Simpkin? Sim yes, it's Janice Simpkin. Yeah. Sim right. Okay, all in favor of uh, Councillor Anita's motion? Passed. Um, that takes us to reports. Uh, or No, sorry. There is a uh, item number 10 uh, has to do with the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. And 
I believe Deputy Mayor Manzer, who is currently the smaller, uh, the small, no, smaller middle urban, middling urban <laughs> representative. There's one big one, Grand Prairie. The rest of us are small. Okay. Um, so, um, so please take it away, Deputy Mayor Manzer. So anyways, I feel that this, it's important that Peace River have a representative on this uh, Mighty Peace Watershed uh, Alliance, even though the meetings sometimes tend to be a little longer than anticipated, etc. Um, I've been the rep for, or small urban rep for two years. Um, I'm willing to let my name stand if council will support that for the next term. And they're two-year uh, terms, and so mine is coming up this June. And the um, the annual general meeting for the election of these representatives. Yes, it's um, in um, May twenty seventh at the Saw Ridge in, in Peace River. Oh, okay, so we can stack the meeting. You can stack the meeting. <laughs> and ensure your election. Because my my worry is if I went around the table and asked counselors, other counselors, to step they up for this position, up. they may not. Uh, they they may not put their best foot forward. Okay. Good. Uh, so uh, you want a um, uh, okay. Um, so uh, you'd like a motion from council to uh, support. Uh, the uh, the to support the deputy mayor putting her f name forward to become the small urban representative on the MPWA Mighty Peak Squires Alliance. So, would someone care to make that motion? Seeing that the mayor can, I will make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Pass. Okay. Very good. So we have the check registry. Um, are there any questions concerning this registry? Okay, I see uh, people uh, wagging their heads in the in the negative. So I'm assuming there won't be any questions on this item. So maybe a motion to accept for information, the check registry for information. Mr. Sawcheck's making that motion? Yes. All in favor? Passed. Um, that takes us to information. Uh, uh, there are seven, six items. Would uh, is there a particular uh, information item that one or two counselors wish to highlight? Um, the first one, Mr. Mayor, the joint meeting with Peace River School Division Board of Trustees, uh, May 18th in Berwyn. Um, just to let you know, yes, I did attend this last year on behalf of the town. However, I should mention that uh, I was the only counselor there. And all the other councils and MDs around here seem to send the full force of their councils. Um, I'm well. not sure. If <laughs> well, I know previous years, there was one year where I think almost all of them, Rod went, Terry went, I went, you went. Um, I don't know, it seems kind of, well. I know. The, the purpose of the meeting 
at least in the last two years, has been to get a general view from the school division perspective of how people are thinking about the school uh, school division, how schools, etc. react. However, uh, this year, I don't know, Mr. Burr, if you think that there will be any announcement prior to the May 18th date of this meeting about the centralization of the school division and that study that's going on or the committee that's working on it? I don't, I don't know if what was agreed to the last meeting. There were a couple proposals put forward which we've requested the school division to cost out and then I'm not I'm pretty sure that it'll take about that length of time and I'm sure that they're not going to discuss that at that particular meeting but it's again I, I agree it's probably worthwhile that we a number of councillors show there in case that is discussed or we can discuss that that whole issue because it is a significant impact to our community so maybe mr. mayor I, I would just put forth a motion that councillors and mayor be enabled to attend the school division um, the joint meeting with the school division on May 18th and sixteenth, and this is the Peace River School Division, as yep. as opposed to the Holy Family Catholic Regional Division Number Thirty Seven or whatever number it is. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> All in favor of uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? Anyone opposed? No. Um. Let, um, are there any other ones that uh, people want to highlight? Uh, we have a letter from the County of Northern Lights uh, uh, regarding the uh, 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 regarding the uh, the airport. Uh, this letter is to advise uh, that at the meeting of March 8, 2016, the Council for uh, County of Northern Lights by motion approve the bylaws and membership agreement for the Peace River Regional Airport Society and um, and they uh, they did bring forward some concerns I wouldn't say they were concerns on March 22nd uh, at the Grimshaw uh, at, the, at a meeting of the airport committee uh Hosted by the Lack Cardinal Economic Development Group, um, and it was um, more around if if the membership comes together of the surrounding municipalities to support this airport, uh, uh, what what will the uh, what will what will be it, it'll it'll be formed initially as a society. Uh, we are looking to sign off the agreement with all the participating members on May the 9th uh, in this room. Um, uh, but it, it hasn't been signed yet. Uh, the County of Northern Lights uh, wanted to know what would be the... How involved would that airport committee be? Would they be... It, it's a society, but would they be... Uh, uh, more of a public advisory committee and they would just provide dollars to the town of Peace River to run the airport or whether they would be uh, more active me members like a board of directors and certainly there was a feeling around the uh, table and I uh, and I 
and I uh, and I certainly support this is that the board of directors uh, that they take a more of a board of directors uh, approach and get more involved in the airport therefore they have more ownership to it um, uh, and uh, and I, I most of the people well in fact all of the uh, committee members seem to be agreeable or feel, felt that was the best approach to take I don't know if you want to add anything to that, uh, Mr. Parker or Ms. Manzer. You were both there at those meetings. I thought after um, <clears throat> the SMS transportation manager talked and uh, also when it went around the table, uh, that I thought some of their concerns were alleviated myself personally. Um, yeah, I think one of their concerns was really what what do they anticipate the capital costs for the airport to be? And uh, Mr. Will Stewart, Stewart uh, was able to put their minds at ease. He certainly felt that there were no large uh, capital uh, capital items on the horizon. Uh, he s felt that uh, what may be missing is a, a wildlife fence for the airport, and he felt that there was a a uh, very good opportunity that we could get 100% grant funding from the federal government. I, I'm, I did not attend that meeting, but I'm somewhat surprised by some of those responses. I mean, the municipality that you're talking about participates in a library, regional library system. It participates in MMSA. It participates in North Peace Housing. I think you're talking about a different one. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought we were talking about the County of Northern Lights being... Right. They're not in MMSA. That's so So the county participates in all those forms, and the, the, the model, whether it's a society or a part-time company or an amalgamation of municipalities under the Housing Act for North Peace Housing or the Library Act, uh, you have a function as a director to show up and do your job, come to meetings prepared, and the, the, the focus is, is the budget. I mean, they when it comes to capital stuff, you go to the Peace Library Board, I mean, there's, there's money involved there, there's money involved in MMSA, there's money involved in North Peace Housing. I mean, uh, I don't see how the airport decision would be any different. Do you understand the operations? You look at the budget and you either add or subtract. It's as simple as that. I, I don't see why, how the airport is any different than any of the other functions that they're already doing. But maybe I'm missing something, but I think they're already doing it. Mr. Mayor, um, was there a point where we, or at what point do we have to, by motion, appoint uh, somebody from the town council to be a director? Well, I think we... Uh, well, that's a good question. I, I guess we at our organizational meeting that we did uh, uh, appoint uh, a couple of people to sit on that committee, um, but not necessarily as directors, and it's still a society. Um, so I don't know if we need to uh, revisit that. Certainly once the – if – well, and I'm optimistic that it'll, it'll be the case once the airport agreement is signed – I would prefer to step down and, and ha have somebody else uh, uh, go in my stead. So we could we could have another, I guess, a by-election for that position. 
So are you volunteering? No, no, no. Mr. Parker, do you remember that? Yeah, actually, I thought we, were we, we do have to have uh, something formal, it. yeah, and it's for the society's name. So we have to put forth two oh, names, and uh, we were going to. We, we just thought it'd be better to do it at the next meeting, because there was a, a bunch of different wording that I was just looking to make sure that it was properly done, and and we had a bunch of items we were putting on at the last minute here, so we didn't want to have any errors. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we have the uh, item three is the uh, municipal planning committee minutes. I always like to look at those to see how uh, long they they uh, sat in uh, they sat in uh, in the meeting. So it started at 4:01 and it was adjourned at 4:15. We're just darn efficient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the RCMP reports. Uh, I don't know if there's anything anybody wants to uh, highlight there. Um, there is a uh, briefing note regarding the Strategic Transportation Infrastructure Program. There'll be an. Uh, there's going to be a kickoff meeting tomorrow. Is my, my understanding? I believe we need a motion on that item. Okay. So, so basically, what we're going to need is we're going to need um, to, to send. If we want to send a couple of councillors, we have to send a mo uh, put a motion forward. Um, administration did uh, make a couple of phone calls to see if anyone was free to go tomorrow uh, a couple of counselors did suggest that they might be able to make it originally we were thinking maybe one staff member would have to uh, go forward but after talking with Trent Trent had already uh, fulfilled or filled out the uh, application they said it'd be better if uh, you send a couple of politicians and what they'll be is they'll be um, uh, just a, um, a form in which you're going to rank 1 to 20 the, the, the top priorities and and uh, under his impression, he's just saying, "Look, uh, a lot of decisions are already made, but it is important to just get, uh, you know, us to come on out and support. Um, especially, what it'll do is this funding will support more of our partners than us, because it, it falls under the bridges and um, uh, rural roads, and um, it was a funding that uh, used to be with the province, and they're looking at bringing it back again." And uh, so um, the rural, our rural partners would definitely, uh, uh, because they have a lot more bridges, uh, a lot more roads would um, uh, benefit from this program. But where he said the important component should be stated is that uh, it shouldn't be based on population or it shouldn't be based on the amount of bridges you have. It should be based on the old funding. And the old funding was, uh, it was competitive base type, if you had a good why um, and one other concern he did bring forward he said when the program was terminated three years ago you had some municipalities that continued on the program themselves they they spent a lot of money to upgrade their their bridges and then there's some municipalities who did nothing for three years so one of the concerns they have is they might have some people who are doing their due diligence and uh, making sure that their bridges are maintained and then the others who just let theirs go to pot and then what happened is is now you're both competing for the same pile of money. Really, the group shouldn't be penalized because they actually uh, took care of their bridges. They should be just as eligible for that, that, that pot of money. Um, so he said that is one thing that he thinks you know, sh should be emphasized at, at the meeting tomorrow. So when he, when he was telling you that, was he wearing this hat that said CNL on it? He was. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was wearing my hat saying Town of Peace River. <laughs> but, but one of the things we have that a lot of other municipalities don't have is airports. And this funding also covers airports. And so, you know, that's why, again, um, so we're we going out there. They, we support them. They kind of support us, too. I was under the impression Will Stewart was going to go to this meeting. Pardon me? Will Stewart was going to go to this meeting. Is that the case? Yeah, 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 he can't make it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So we need an enabling motion for who? Two councillors. Two councillors. I believe uh, Councillor Needham and Councillor Sawchuk. Okay. So somebody want to make that motion? To uh, So Ms. Benke is making a motion to enable Councillor Sawchuk and Council. Needham to attend the... Um, the yeah, the Strategic Transportation Infrastructure Program in Fairview, right? Okay, all in favor? Passed. Um, and uh, for our information only, uh, there, uh, Mr. Parker put in a note regarding the uh, your organizational structure for the town of Peace River and. Uh, and uh, noted that uh, he and his staff will be uh, will be streamlining or uh, uh, looking to revamp the organizational chart in uh, to align with uh, the report from the municipal review. And we'll just take that as information. So maybe uh, 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 so we made an I a motion on item one. No, yeah, well, item one. Uh, did we make a motion on item two? No. Okay. Um, I'll make. Okay. I'll make a motion to accept items two, three, four, and six for information. Okay. Thank you, Councillor Burr. All in favor? I don't think anyone's opposed. Uh, notice. Are there any notices of motion, uh, Mr. Parker? There are. There are none. Uh, we have a uh, so this is basically where we uh, we bring the evening to a close, with the exception of the in-camera items. But we uh, open it out to the press, and we just have Colton of the CKYL. I believe he has an assistant with him, but um, secretary. <laughs> Uh, I don't think anyone uses that word anymore, Mr. Sutrick. Is that old school? Like, don't necessarily have any general questions. More just, I'd like to interview you. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll recess for five, ten minutes or so, and then we'll uh, we'll go to our in-camera items after that, okay? I talked with Adam about it, but um, football grant, I don't know if it's on the sheet there, but I, is it for the league or is it for the team? Yeah, that's what I thought maybe I'd missed something there. Yeah, I thought, well, that's a good question. Yeah, I thought it was for the league. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I imagine the monies will go to support the local team in the league or teams in the league. Okay. Uh, anything, anything on the agenda that caught your fancy that you would like to underscore to our communications director, the, the
the noteworthiness of uh, of the uh, of the newsworthiness of the item. Yeah, we should put that out for uh, public review and comment. Make it a whatever. We should draft. Oh yeah, let's do a legal review and then uh, uh, correct the uh, correct the spelling mistakes and uh, some of the phrasing that was in there. And uh, try not to refer to it as as a duplicitous piece of legislation. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we've sent it back, so uh, we we want to, uh, there are some things that we need to tidy up in there, and uh, it should be coming back, and there will probably be uh, a good discussion at the uh, the uh, Priorities and Governments Committee's uh, Committee on April the 4th, which is actually a public meeting, Colton. You could sit through that if you want. <laughs> Or even offer your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll recess for uh, ten minutes. Okay. That's just because you came in, Tanya. So, on the agenda, we have two HRIs.